Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. With us today is Caesar Hasselman, founder and CEO of AMH Consulting, where they specialize in helping clients enjoy the greatest success by doing more with what they have, ensuring that you know what to do with your numbers and understand how to grow your market share. With over 20 years of experience in business uh, strategies, acquisitions, succession planning, market share, and business development, to name a few, Caesar has provided support, financial mentoring, and business planning to impact small businesses. His expertise lies in identifying opportunities where they might seem impossible and delivering creative solutions and results across numerous industries. It's going to be an excellent conversation today. Caesar, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeff, for having me. And actually, it's a pleasure. And I was excited to have this conversation. Looks like we're going to go and have some fun today. Exactly. Yeah, I'm really looking forward. So, you know, we were talking a little bit from the pre-call. You're originally from Brazil, but now you live in in Brisbane, Australia, a little bit farther away than me. And we were talking about your very interesting background where you've been working with a number of companies, both in Brazil, but now more recently in Australia. And you're breaking out uh, to uh, expand even further across those borders. Uh, Tell us a little bit about who you are and what makes you so amazing. Oh, thank you, Jeff. Oh, I'm just a simple, uh, I'm, I'm simple person who is chasing to feel good about what what I do, and I discover my passion is helping people to not uh, entrepreneurs to not just have a job, to having a business that works for them, not the other way around. And in saying that, I was in that place before. I was with a big company, 120 employees, and I was not happy at all with my business in some stage and i need to change it and to make that change and make the call it's very hard it's very confusing and it's a lonely trip right um everyone as an entrepreneur has a lonely trip because sometimes you cannot talk to the people that you love the most what's your problems on the day-to-day are and at the same time this could impact in your personal life and in your professional life so I just found a way to help people to grow their business and have a better and happier life, making the business work for them. You know, what's really cool about that mission is that it really allows you to not only apply your expertise on a, uh, on a one-to-one level, but also on a one-to-many. What are some of the different uh, companies or industries that you've worked with and that you were able to help them find success? Uh, if you're talking about um, small, medium business or you're talking about big business? 
I'm talking about your workload and the type of clients that, that are attracted to you. Like where's your sweet spot with that? Oh, my sweet spot is family business that they hungry to grow or they want to find a way to sell the business because they have all the things in life or they want to have a succession plan in place, but they have no idea in how to start it. And because they didn't plan that before they arrive in that situation, it's very complicated and very costly for them to do it. And it's not everyone that's genuine to give them what they need, because in that situation, you might have other interests involved on that. So you need to have someone that really uh, wants to get the best results for yourself, for the business owner. You know, what's really interesting about the type of work that you do is that it really allows you to get in and help educate business owners on what they need to do in order to grow their business, right? And a lot of the times the tactics that you would employ are pretty similar across the board, whereas the strategy that each uh, that each business would, uh, you know, would put together makes it so that, uh, you know, you're really fine tuning the tactics that you're going to that you're going to apply, right? One of the things I find interesting about this type of work is that it gives you a really good window into companies that work, companies that are dysfunctional, and what needs to happen in order to turn them around. Talk to us for a little bit about how when a new company comes to you, right? What are some of the first things that you ask? What is some of the knowledge that you need to get in order to figure out whether this would be a good client for you, a bad client, or if there is room to improve? Good. Now, that's a great question, Jeff. I don't believe in coaching or mentoring uh, a new business, a new person without know the nitty gritty information from where they come from. I believe this is a BS that you can get a halfway uh, person, a person with a halfway of your history to be able to lead you through the things that you need. So what I do is I have a consulting pack before I mentor, coach, or develop a long-term relationship with anyone, because that's the only way that we can get to know each other. So in my consulting, which is the start of a relationship, we drill down everything that we need. Is what I call is a 360-degree X-ray of the company and the person's life. Right. So we need to understand the tune, the reason why the, the business owner or the group of people who owns the business, they do that, why they wake up every morning to go for work. So once we understand that, we can understand a lot of the, the reasons why the culture of the company is like the way it is today. And then once we understand that, we start to understand also the company, the company we understand from numbers. The company will understand from history. The companies will understand to talking to people because one picture is what the business owner think that their team think about the company. And the other thing is what your team think about your company and about yourself as a business owner. And also how the leadership is structured on that business, not the way that you only think because sometimes what your perception about your business is not the reality of your day-to-day -day needs or is not the reality of your day-to-day -day thoughts or is not the way or perception that your team have about it. And there's nothing wrong with it. The only thing is if you want to grow or if you have issues on a day-to-day -day that you keep need to feed yourself in, 
then it's a little bit less complicated to understand what's the key points you need to change to keep moving and growing if you're aware about those things. That's really interesting because one of the, uh, uh, one of the cool things about getting to know, you know, like your business, like, a, you know, like each businessman would be like, oh yeah, I know my business a hundred percent. Right. But really what you need to understand is cash and how it flows through your business, right? Whether you're buying inventory, how long is that inventory sitting there? You know, when you're doing consulting calls, you know, where you're charging a hundred dollars per hour to be on that call, how much prep went into before the call and how much work happens after the call. All those costs need to be, need to be filled in as well in order to really understand, you know, what your numbers are. What are some really interesting ways to learn, you know, what the key indicators are in your business and, you know, being able to apply them and grade them? Like, is this good? Is this bad? How does that look in your world? Oh, that that's a very good question as well jeff um i believe every business has a cycle if you don't understand the cycle of your business that's hard for you to measure what could be the season and your year in the way that you can expect return back from your services or from your products right so and i call those cycles so some business they sell more more products at summer or season products some business they have they sell more services in a specific date so like accountant you know so they accountant every every year they have a big chance of growing their business because when the tax a tax office knock your door to get it done sometimes at the time that a lot of people not happy with the accountant or they don't have a good process in place to keep everything that they need and the today accountant is too expensive so in that time if you as an accountant are ready to absorb more clients, you grow. But majority of them are busy. They cannot even keep keep going and doing service for their own their own clientele. So if you understand your cycle, it makes life easier for you to grow. And if you understand your numbers, make your life easier for you to make better decisions with no much pressure on it. So the way that I that I can tell you. KPIs for me are based not in what you do for the taxation. So I don't, I don't believe much in your PL, not because I don't believe it, because it's a way that you need to shape your finance to be able to apply for your tax. And your day-to-day -day needs, it's more based on your results, it's more based in your volume of sales, it's more based in your volume of costs, fixed costs of, of variable costs. So if you have key numbers that can measure that without you needing to analyze your PL all the time, you're going to be able to make faster decisions and you're going to be able to make that on spot. Because at the time that you analyze your PL, the time's already gone. That month, that 12 months already gone. So you could not cut whatever was bleeding your money along that period of time, but you can better can get better in the future. If you have the right KPIs for your numbers based on your service volume or based on your costs, that you can fix that along your 30 days, which allows you to cut a bit in marketing here or, or make a little bit more investment in, in marketing there. So along the month, which is going to make you improve on that month, not next year. So that's really interesting because, you know, really what we're talking about here is, you know, and I firmly believe this too, like you shouldn't run your business always looking in the rear view mirror on what the tax 
on what the tax burden is going to be. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you should already be figuring that, you know, you, sh- you should be billing, uh, you know, for that amount to be, you know, to be covered by whatever it is that you do. Right. And not that you're making zero dollars at the end of the day, you know, after you pay your taxes on the income that you created. Right. So what are some of the KPIs? Like what are the like what are the main numbers that every company should be looking at? That's pretty universal that it's like, listen, if you know these three to five numbers, you know, at least now, you know, what, you know, where you can go grow, where you can trim and how you can keep on maintaining the course. Cool, Jeff, if you don't mind, I'm going to be more broad on the, on the answer. And if I'm going too much away further from what you want, you'll let me know, because I believe to arrive there, you need to know the business cycle. I'm going to give another example. If you are working in real estate, right? My uh, real estate industry works in between two or three months will be a down month in a year, right? To be able to create a KPI for real estate, we know that is a safe place if the business owner in real estate has a cash flow savings in for three months before the year started. Because what's happening is every time that those three down months happens, the business owner, if the principal selling, uh, uh, um, that making even worse because what's happening is the pressure of the fixed cost and the operational uh, um, day-to-day needs they start to kick it in because of those three months and then they start to make decisions based on the pressure of the financial side of the business which is going to make them lose good staff members right so, and by consequence, the whole business is going to be tough and the personal life is going to be drawing draw to the business. So, if you're going to talk about KPIs, we need to also add the cycle of that industry to be able to do it properly. But the key points that I believe you need to understand is you need to understand, to understand what's your fixed cost they are. And you need to create a budget for all the other extra costs to allow yourself to have a clear vision in how much money you're going to need to get into your business every month or along the year to be able to not be worried about paying those bills and keep your staff growing and focusing your growth or focusing the profit that you want or focusing on your on your freedom on your family but if you don't have those three specific points very clear for you it's very hard to start from and then once you have a picture the average that you have a month if you just analyze your income stream and you say your gross profit with your with your net profit and then from that you understand how much is the savings that you need to keep having for your tax you're going to be covering majority of any industry from those three points but if you don't put the industry cycle on that those three kpis will never going to work That's really interesting because what we're talking about here is really understanding not so much the, you know, the micro picture, what you need for this week, what you need for this month, or even what you need for the quarter, right? You really need to understand what happens, you know, over the summer, over, you know, over three, four or six seasons, you know, in order, in order to see where that money is coming from and where it's going and, you know, planning. Right. You need to make sure you have the money in the bank or you have a line of credit that's going to be there to help you, you know, like over those, uh, you know, over those lean times. When you have a client who 
who does all of these things that you're teaching them. You know, like they have a clear view of their business cycles, their KPIs, like they understand where the cash is coming from and where it's going and how much they need to keep in reserve. What have you seen as uh, the net effect of being able to, you know, to help that client, you know, through the, uh, through to the next level. What I'm fishing for here is a case study of, of how it works and how, and how it's a win for that company and how do you help them through that? That that's a great question, Jeff, because yeah, the, the, having the vision of your numbers and your business cycle is just the start point of it. Then you need to understand your culture and then how much you really are focused in develop people and not micromanage your business because usually business owners, they are afraid that nobody can do business as best as they can. And they, without they even be aware about it, they cut the wings of people that supposed to help them. And they make that business not be a place that can make them have the better life anymore. They actually find a job for themselves and they not even realize that. So every time that you know your numbers, you understand your cycles, you need to prepare people to take out a few things to make them better, to add the value towards to what your weaknesses are or things that you don't like to do anymore. So, and to be able to do that, you need to uh, arrive in a place that you mentor them, you guide them, you coach them to get better, to grow, even if the cost that them to leave. But usually people don't do that because of it. But they don't, they, they are afraid of people to leave. So they stop to invest on people development and they stop to spend the time teaching people because they're afraid of competitors, right? But if you find the key people that can add value to your skills or can take it away things that you don't want to keep your skills in doing it. So you, you're supposed to have key people to develop in your business that you can see a long-term relationship with them, create a solid potential opportunities for them along the way. And then you start to have more time and quality time, not just only for your business, but also that will be a positive, a benefit impact in your personal life too. So keep people in your business. It's, it's, it's a need because they help you not just to build and the culture, but also allow yourself to have more time and not a job anymore. Amazing. Thank you so much for articulating that, Caesar. I really appreciate it. Can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about you and how they can reach out to you directly? Yeah, so they can come to my website, uh, caesarhasselman.com. Uh, in there, I have a, a introduction in what I do and how I do it, and they can see the three uh, legs of my business and things that I can do. And I'll be happy to uh, um, be part of whatever you think that, that could be good for your, your people to hear. And I'll be happy to take on any call too. You can find my information on CesarHasman.com. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been a lot of fun. I love talking about this stuff and it's been a real pleasure. So thank you for joining me. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for you to invite me in to have me and thank you for everyone that's listened to. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. 
The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.